0: Today, on episode 8 of Coaching Connections with Marcus Alvarado, I had a chance to sit and talk to Coach David President of Shadow Creek and Coach Jarvin Hall of Harlan High School. Now, these two guys have some history together. Um, they both coached at similar schools in the past, uh, one replacing the other, and now find themselves at two very successful programs, which they've had the opportunity to build from the opening of the school up to this point and, and creating state-recognizable programs. Much respect, much love to these two coaches. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. A lot of powerful insight for everybody out there. Coach Jarvin Hall, Coach David President, Episode 8, Coaching Connections. Let's get after it.
1: yeah. Mr. Hall, hey, what's up, man? Jake, Jake, how's it good, man? What's up, man? How y'all boys doing? Is good? you doing all right, Mr. Hall. Bad, huh?
0: <laughs> Bad. Doing great. How you doing today, Mark? How you doing, Joe? Good. I'm doing good, man. Awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll knock this. Out. I don't want to take up your whole day, um, but I do want to talk a little bit. Uh, I appreciate you guys taking some time to hop on and talk. Talk a little bit. It's uh, It's been fun doing these little interviews with coaches. I think coaches have a lot of valuable insight. A, they've got this ability to, to reach kids and reach people and, and change lives and make impacts. And so just getting to know these people uh, you know, and kind of getting out there to the world. So I appreciate you guys hopping on. So if y'all are ready, we can just hop in and, and knock it out and, and get you back to your families. Thanks for having us. Uh, no problem. So we got a uh, Dave, President Shadow Creek, and Jarvin Hall, Harlan High School. First off, how you guys doing with this whole COVID situation? I know maybe we talked about it a little bit, but uh, just kind of touch on that. It just—it's been good for me
2: just to be able to kind of slow down a little bit, you know. Um, you know, as as coaches, um, you know, we have a lot on our shoulders, a lot on the table, and just for us to be able to just kind of slow down and you know focus on the family a little bit, you know, focus on some uh, on some personal things and. Um, you know my health um you know just time with my son my wife it's been really good it's been a really good break
1: yeah uh, same here you know uh me and coach friends both went deep in the playoffs this year and it didn't start uh from the first day of school was started last summer league yeah. before so you know uh basketball season never ends right so it's important that uh been a good time, like Coach Fred said, to just definitely spend time with our families. Man, I got you know two beautiful girls, a wife, a son. It's just good to be home, you know. Uh, eating good every day, home cooked meal. You know, we have yet to order out, takeout. We've cooked every meal uh, since we've been home, so I think that's special, you know. We're getting really creative on that type of thing. So I just really appreciate uh, just all good things, you know, family your uh, your health and all those things. I think this being home kind of redirects your your mind.
0: Absolutely. You guys been uh binge watching any T V shows while you've been home? Anything good? Uh I've been on uh I'm on I've just finished
2: Ozark, uh which actually was it's it that's a really good one. Um and just just anticipating this uh the Last Dance, you know, series, you know, it's pretty much what I've been on. Um, and then between, besides that, it's been Baby Bum, you know. So <laughs> I, that's, that's kind of
1: where I'm at with my TV watching right now. Yeah, I'm on uh, All American, you know, watch that whole good show and uh, Ozark. Uh, that's that's it, man. On these uh good. The classroom, man. this distant learning.
0: Yeah, that keeps you pretty busy, I bet, huh? Yeah. Man, mo- most people that I've ever asked that question, they all say Ozark. Every one of them has said Ozark, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a good one, though. It's a good one. I've, I've, I've just now started and going
2: back and watching some film. You know, I told myself I was going to give myself a break, you know, but um, I hadn't watched – actually hadn't watched any – I guess the last three playoff games, I haven't really had a chance to sit down and watch. And so today was like the starting point of that, of just going back and reflecting on on the end of the season. So uh, definitely going to get back into that, you know, as we get closer into
0: the summer. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, we, we're, we all have that itch. We want to get back into the gyms and get back to our routine with our boys. And we and can only do what we can, right? So right now it's really just – Calling the kids, having some zooms, and, and watching a little bit of film here and there. Right. Um, talk a little bit about uh, let's talk about your journeys, your coaching journeys. You know, how how did you get into it? Where'd you start up until this point?
1: Go ahead, Prince.
2: Uh, man, it's been a journey. Uh, you know, once I've got I got done playing at UTSA in 2005, I was I took the grad assistant spot. Um so my goal uh of course was to is to coach at the college level. Um ended up ended up you know getting my getting my degree at UTSA and then I took a I took a job with the New Jersey Nets in the front office. Um you know, it was it was on the business side of things, it had nothing to do with basketball operations, um, you know, and just kind of wanted to jump out there and see um, you know what the business world was like um, and decided that it wasn't for me um, So I ended up coming back and getting a uh, an assistant job at the time uh, John Havens who is now at Richland College head coach at Rich- Richland College He's uh, he was an assistant at St. Ed's and after having a conversation with him um, You know Ryan Marks was the head coach at St. Ed's at the time uh, they decided you know to to hire me as an assistant there um, so I did two years. I did two years at Saint Ed's, um, and then with the with him getting the head job at UT Pan American, um, he wanted me to you know he wanted me to uh, accept an offer there, but they couldn't pay me. Um, and so I just decided that that's, that wasn't the route that I wanted to go. So I got a hold of my high school coach, um, and he told me that uh, you know he could pay me more, you know, I'd be closer to home, a little bit more stability in my life. Um, So I decided to take the high school route. I was at Marble Falls High School for for three years. And the crazy thing is, is, um, you know, Coach Hall was, I guess, played at Temple College when I was was coming up. And so him and my high school coach had a great relationship. And at the time, uh, Hall had took a job, a 5A job uh, in San Antonio, and his position came open it's crazy how the world works man it's just you know right time you know right place knowing the right people um welder welder was a powerhouse at the 1a level and uh, you know it was that you know as a coach do i want to take a 1a job like where does that put me if i take a 1a head coaching job you know but going down and actually visiting with hall um, and visiting with just the kids in the community, you can just tell that they were hungry, you know, that there was a program that wanted to be successful, um, and it was something that I wanted to be a part of. So it's just crazy how things happened that I ended up taking Coach Hall's position at Welder High School, and just from there, man, had a, was able to win some games and had an opportunity to go back and coach at home at Belton High School um, for two years, and in this position at Shadow Creek opened up, and it was a no-brainer. So um, happy where I am now. Um, you know, definitely have a, a, a program that I feel like um, can make a run at it every year, um, and so we're just trying to build on that.
0: Nice. Coach Hall? Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: journey, you know, I actually, only in Texas, you know, West, West Texas, boy. Know coming from the had the opportunity to go uh, play, you know, uh, at Temple. Uh, we met Coach Andrews, who we spoke of, his old assistant, great man. I love it. Chris, did he
0: freeze on your side too, Dave? Yeah, Coach Hall. Uh, you're kind of frozen there, but you know, Dave, I know how long have I known you? I mean, that's a long
2: time years man I mean we we go way back you know um you know you, that hoop circle in San Antonio it's a it's one that I'm always grateful for you know there's a lot of great basketball players in the city of San Antonio you know past present, and future um and just want to be able to play college ball there but then two, just be able to build the relationships you know with the guys who are um you know out of San Antonio um you know it there's a lot of people who who have big influences on the game of basketball, man, and they can play. They can play the game, know the game, high basketball IQs, um, and those are just great relationships to have, man, uh, you know, throughout the city.
0: Yeah. You know, it's crazy. As long as I've known you, I didn't know about most of your journey like that. I didn't, I didn't know half of the stuff that you were saying right now. It's good stuff. Yeah, man, we uh, – it's crazy. Like I said, Hall
2: was uh, – Hall was was that welder, um, and it just came up, you know. And as a coach, you know, you think like, "Man, dude, I was at the I was at the college level, you know. Do I really want to take a one A job?" But I tell I tell guys all the time, man. I think to be a head coach, there's there's some avenues that you have to take that might not always be what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of have to jump out there um, and go and go and go seize the moment. You know, instead of waiting for it to happen, you know, and that was just a risk that I took. Um, you know, going to the one A level, um, and, and and the best part of it is, it's just you know the, that welder community, man. They're so involved. I mean, when you talk about Friday night lights in Texas, where the town shuts down, yeah. Um, you know, everybody's at football games. That's how it. That's how it is at welder as far as basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, real strong rich tradition and that's what they want to do they want to be a wildcat um, they want to represent that community man and it's something actually really special you know yeah. it's, a, it's a special special place um it taught me a lot you know um you know as a, as a especially coming from the college level you know you you do have relationships with kids but when you when you know them from fifth grade on up it's a different kind of relationship you know you build a different kind of bond with those kids and and that's kind of what it opened my eyes to you know and it just it it did a lot for me as a coach um and in my professional career you know it's something I've been able to carry on as I, I, as i as i've uh you know gone up and accepted other jobs, but definitely a special place to
0: me I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine like there's a lot of people that don't get to experience that small town uh, shut the city down when, when it's a big game or any game kind of kind of environment like that a uh, varsity blues type feel right there there he is.
1: Man, sorry about that, man. <laughs> Pause that Zoom, bro. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, you we got iPads and everything going over here. Wife working from home. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, real quick, man, I'll be quick. Sorry about messing up the Zoom right there. No, that's all good. Like I said, being from Adelaide, Texas, went and played at Temple Junior College, uh, had a chance to go play at Lubbock Christian. Uh, was there and. You know, you had dreams of going to play maybe pro ball or something like that. didn't really work out. I was kind of waiting on a few things. Uh, You know, did a few jobs, managed um, night spot. Uh, Had a little fun with that. I actually was able to uh, sell some cars. And, and, you know, he's a head coach at Southside right now. Uh, Albert, you get him on him. He has a state championship. He knew I had played college ball and – you know, knew I was great with kids, you know, great with kids. I loved that great character. So he put his name, uh, uh, the new job and, of course, called me, and I was able to become the athletic director, head coach there, with never been an assistant coach before. Just kind of took that job head on. Uh, and I did it with love, man. Luckily, I was single at the time. Uh, well, uh, Dave knows being at Welder, you have to, teach, you have to coach everything, in in the 1A level. And, uh, but I was able to do some good things there. You know, coming in, they were pretty good, but it was my job to make sure they had some discipline. So, you know, I started the bitty basketball. I started Big at Well the first time ever and uh, started all these things. And before you know it, we were taking the regional tournament. I was fortunate enough to take them to the state tournament to get some recognition on a uh, – we didn't have football, so we were beating 5A teams, 4A teams. Nice. Uh, so it didn't matter. Coach walks in the gym one day, didn't even dare. My high school coach walked in, substitute teacher, and uh, that that year, uh, state. And he was just shocked uh, of the work that we were doing the Welder. And um, so he kind of made some phone calls and kind of, you know, uh, made some, just made some, kind of put me in the right, and put me in front of the right people. And I was able to make that jump from 1A to 5A, which I know I need to write a book because that never happens, right? That never happens. Definitely need to write a book. but well, we did some good things at World ranked state. Uh, it's basically, a, you know, and by the grace of God, they let me basically hire. They let me hire the next coach. And uh, I had a great relationship with uh, Coach Estridge, which is Coach President's uh, mentor, old, old coach. And, uh, man, everybody wanted that job, man. It was a hot job. And uh, David President was a perfect guy for that job and a uh, perfect situation. Like you said, those kids were home hungry, the town was hungry, and he came in and, and took it to uh, a great level as well, and you know, his success and where he is. From there, I was able to go to Holmes High School, you know, had a great time there, man. Uh, got to coach some, some phenomenal kids, and uh, they hadn't been to the playoffs in over 20 years, so we were able to push them into the playoffs, um, first time ever in over 20 years at Holmes High School, and then I was fortunate enough to open up Harlan High School. Uh, and that's, you know, that that's, as Coach President can tell you, that's a special thing. You know, it was hard to leave homes because everywhere I go, I make sure that's my home. Like I be, I bleed and I, I breathe school. So it's definitely hard to leave anywhere you've ever been. So that was tough. But to be able to start a program and uh, develop our own character traits and values and just kind of build it from the ground up, I couldn't pass up that. And uh, given the opportunity to do that, man, it's been awesome. Uh, Definitely, uh, first two years, you know, district champs and regional tournament uh, appearances. So, we definitely have a good thing going on at Harden. So,
0: you know, now that you brought that up, just touch on that a little bit. What does it feel like to to open up a school, start a brand new program from the ground up? I mean, uh, just talk a little bit about that process and and your thoughts going into it. Both of you guys, you both did the same
2: thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's. We're in year, going on year five now, but just been able to start the program and you have a blank canvas, you know, you, you know, you're able to implement all your core values, you know, um, you're not, you're not breaking any bad habits, you know, you're not, uh, you know, you're not picking up on somebody else's, uh, you know, tradition, it's all your culture, it's all your pride, um, you know, and to see the kids buy into it. Um, it's just, it's something special, you know, because, you know, it's, it's what you started, you know, and so, uh, it's definitely has its ups and downs, especially early, um, you know, when you're, when you're still trying to figure things out, um, you know, you might not have all the resources you need up front, you know, so just trying to figure things out, you know, to make sure you can get yourself up and running, uh, but, you know, like I said, it's a blank canvas, you know, you're able to implement, you know, your, your system, so to say, um you know from the beginning from the jump you know there's there's uh um there's a lot that that, that can be taught um you know as the years go on but you're never like having to break bad habits so um it's it's been uh it's been an experience and it's one that you know i, I take pride in you know um you know, because again, it was a it was a blank canvas, you know, and so to see where it is now, you know, it's uh, it, you appreciate you appreciate those those low moments. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, sure. Then good.
1: Nice. Cool yeah, same thing here. Uh, same thing here. Uh, immediately getting the job. First person I call Dave! first person I call, I was like, hey, man, how is it opening a new school? You know, with some of the things I need to focus on, and with some of the challenges, and so I appreciate that, Prince. He was definitely a great uh, to lean on, man, to get some some insight on that. Like you said, man, having that blank canvas, man, coming in and building a brand, uh, uh, building a brand. That's how I look at it, man. Telling your own story, building a brand, uh, developing culture. Uh, you need to deal with. first year, we're at Jay Beach. Team, So, uh, you get, uh, you know, you got team, students coming, uh, uh, Br- uh, Brennan, O'Connor, Tatton coming freshmen, you know, and at that point, every kid that was varsity, they got to stay at those schools. So, we inherited everybody's, you know, freshman kids, JV kids, and we were able to maximize that, their true potential, and uh, really just uh, integrate, you know, your philosophy, your culture. Uh, it's been amazing, man. It's, you know, um, everyone sees the success, but they don't see the, the work and the hours and the communication and the relationships that you have to build, the trust that you have to build, uh, with not only your players, but your parents and the community. Um, you know, they don't see all that. They just see the product, right? So, uh, going through all of that and putting it all together, man, when you, when you take a step away from it, I had to do it's been amazing so far. And uh, we're definitely uh doing things right, doing things the right way and heading in the right direction. So
0: it's been nice. Well sound from the outside looking in, you know, both of you guys done a really good job of building y'all's programs. Uh I mean, I've seen yours up up close and personal uh more than a few times, Darvin. And, and Dave, I've been in contact with you since the beginning and, and just seeing the work that you guys are doing with your program, you know, when when people hear of Shadow Creek basketball or Harlan basketball, you know, people respect what you're doing and so you know, much respect to you guys.
1: Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I know you brought it up earlier, Coach
0: Hall, uh, your uncle, right? Uh, One state championship kind of got you in the business. What was it like playing him in the, I guess, the third round this year for the playoffs? Yeah, I'll start out the, the, very,
1: the, very, the very first time I played him. He beat me by 65. 65. <laughs> the very, the very first time I played him. Uh, and after the game, that's my, my own uncle. Okay, my own uncle beats me by sixty five points, and it was a rivalry between Welder and Gonzalez that they had been waiting for for probably 15, 20 years. They would never play each other, and here comes this new coach playing a, my seasoned uncle man, and he beats me by 60, 65 points. And uh, after the game, in the line, he says, "Hey, welcome to high school basketball." <laughs> and at that, that, that that that's made me the coach I am today. Honestly, that that made me high into to the game and to these kids and really, you know, buy into the whole process because since then he's never beat me. Love you. Huh? He's never beat me since, you know, and uh, I, I have pride with that. And I love him to death, but he definitely made me who I am today. But to play him in the third round, it was tough. It was tough. It was, you know, it was the third time playing him. You know, we all know how hard it is to beat a team three times. Yeah. Right, and he, uh, he does a great job at Southside. Like I said, he has experienced state championships. He's been coaching over twenty-something years. He's my mentor, so he knows what I'm, what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, and you know, so he definitely threw some wrinkles in that thing. And uh, you know, we were we came out victorious, but just the respect level that we have for each other, the love as coaching staffs, we all get together, we eat at my house, a barbecue. They come over. Um, his players came on my bus after the game, and and and. And told my guys congratulations again, nice. come off the bus, man. you know it was that kind of sportsmanship that kind of love because it comes. Kind of, it starts with the coaches. They know that we love each other, mm-hmm. right, and it transfers to our program, so I definitely have a lot of respect for South Side. I think he gets overlooked for the job that he's doing over there, which is sad, but he does a freaking uh, uh phenomenal job for that for for South Side over there yeah. man, and, um you know just yeah it, it, it was tough, but we got to win, but it was tough.
0: Yeah, he's a good guy. I mean, I've had the pleasure of coaching against him when he when we were with Southside a few years ago in that district. And so I'm looking forward to they moved us back into that district with him. So I'm looking forward to having some battles with the owner. He's really good. I respect everything he does. Opinion, right? You got the the dream team and the redeemed team. They're playing in a seven game series. (laughs) Who wins? Who are the refs?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I've, I think, you know, I kind of, go, it goes back to, you know, different eras. You yeah. know, I think, think um, I think the skill level on the Re- redeemed team is definitely overall is better than, than, than it was with the original dream team. Uh, Um, I just think that I think the competitive nature of being team and that's just in um, the game of basketball past past versus present you know um, I just think the competitive level is is at an all-time high where um, sometimes it takes that you know over talent you know uh, to win games and so, I don't know, it's kind of up in the air. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm a Michael Jordan. I mean, I believe that he's the GOAT hands down, um, you know, um, and it's just hard to bet against. You can't bet against Mike, you know. So, uh, with that being said, I, I have to go with the Dream Team.
1: Yeah, me too. Same thing, you know. Uh, I, I, I think it's a mindset, you know. I think it comes down to mindset and error, like Coach Fred says. And I think the Dream Team, they were going to refuse, I mean, refuse them. Like, they had, I mean, they had that mentality, and they were willing to do whatever it took to be on top. When they were fighting each other in practice almost. You know, With you hear the stories of Jordan, the magic that were going at it. Um, I just think they refused to, they refused to lose the attitude they have and the, the physicality that they had to go through, uh, you know, play each other. And that whole era, I think it was a more of a, uh, just a blue-collar yeah. Like you know, you definitely had to bring your hard hat, and and I think that that would have got them over the edge. I think that would have got them over the edge, and you uh, know the referees, of course, if they let some of that stuff go. <laughs>
0: yeah. We're talking like ninety-two refs, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You think about you think about
2: the winning that those that those individuals have been a part of. I mean, you think about you know um, most of those guys on the dream team, they were part of dynasties, yeah. you know. Uh, between Byrd, love team, it. <laughs> uh Pippin you know those guys were a part of, of, of great winning tradition you know programs and organizations and so uh, I think that plays a lot a lot <laughs> in it too you know at, at uh, pride, pride. Yeah. skill skill level wise I definitely think that the NBA you know is is, uh, is a lot more skilled on all levels, obviously, the talent is unreal, Um, you know, what seven footers are doing uh, now than what they were, you know, back then it's different, you know, but then you throw in the physicality of the game, you know, that can change, that can change, you know, your views on it as well. So I don't know, man, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's, the sport is about competition. You know, and I think that era back in the day was was the most competitive that it's ever been, you know, so that's where I'm torn.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same here. Same here. It'd be fun to watch, but, you know, it's just good to talk about. That's it. all we can ever do about it, but speculate talk about so it. There's many different
0: things that could a change. Thing. We got 92 reps, we got a 2,000 reps. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, are they going to let them bang around a little bit or or who's going to be able to impose that style more than the other, right? so many what-ifs.
1: It's a great conversation. Great conversation.
0: Sure. Let's talk a little bit about uh, just some impactful moments in your coaching career, you know, uh, where you realize, you know, this, both of you guys have had a ton of success, but when you realize that it, it's much deeper than than wins and losses and it's more about the kids and, and their well-being and, and growing young men, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of those moments. Uh, uh, I, I, you want me to take this one? Yeah, Go ahead. Go
1: ahead, go ahead. Man, my, my, my whole philosophy is uh, my guys are my trophies. You know, I tell them no the time my guys are my trophies. When they come back and they're successful, whether it's going to college or, you know, being a responsible worker or business owner or going to college, whatever they choose to be, those guys are my trophies. Because at the end of the day, it's only one state champion, right? It's only one team in the state of Texas that's really going to be a winner, Right? So how do you win? You know, and, and I think you as a coach and a head coach, you have to find, you know, ways to win, uh, and which is c- cultivating young lives. You know, and I, I think that me at an early age being a welder taught me that way bigger than basketball. You know, i attended at funerals. I've I've you know fed kids. I've get, you know, had to give them rides. I had to do you know you know basically. Uh, be the mentor, the father figure. Um, you know, I had one of my players, uh, you know, sister passed away while he was driving, he got in a bad wreck with my players. And coach friends had to coach that young kid as well. Uh, you know, just have to be there with that family. And, you know, it just shows, man, that – and, and you know, he reached out to me the other day for my birthday. You know, when, when it happened, he he comes, he stayed at my house for like a few days. Like, come to my house. Come to my house, and we're going to be good. You know, and uh so just you know, all those personal relationships that you build, man, and the, um all the trials and tribulations, the good times, the losses, the wins, and when you go through those things together and and, and uh you can really impact men uh, these young men's lives, man. That's what it's really about. Yeah, it's same here,
2: man. I you know, um I think that's the most important part is when you have kids that come back, you know, and and you hear them, you know, coaching up the guys that are in the program now, you know, and, you know, the, the, their experiences and, you know, and, and what they believe helped them get through, um, you know, just being able to see those kids come back, talk about the program and just be around, you know, that tells you that, you know, you've, you've done a great impact on their lives um this time has been great for me to even reach out to those guys you know I've had a chance to get get a uh you know get some time with with a lot of the guys that I've had in my program over the last couple of years and uh just to hear their stories man and see how how much we've impacted their lives um you know it's just been it's just something that you appreciate as a coach you know and you know that you're 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 on the right track of doing the right thing so um definitely like coach hall said i mean your your kids are your trophies you know and so um you know, that, that's why we're in the business, you know, we're in the business to help kids. We're in the business to, you know, to, to, to lay the blueprint out for them, um, to give them tools to be successful in just life, you know? And so, you know, when they come back and they tell us their stories, or you see the things that they're accomplishing, or you see them being, you know, you know, fathers and, and you know, first time fathers and, you know, taking that next step in their life, man, that's, that, that's, that's always, uh, it's always rewarding.
0: Absolutely. That's good stuff, guys. That's great stuff. Um let's talk a little bit now about uh just thinking back to any any game as a player or a coach, best game you've ever been a part of in your life.
2: Best game. I, I'll go first. I think um I think the going into the, the NCAA tournament that experience uh for me was was something that I I mean you just you can only you can only experience it, it's just hard to explain it. You know, you've always hear people say, man, that's the best, it's the best feeling, you know, getting a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, You know, but just just actually being able to experience it, uh, to play in front of 20 plus thousand people against the number one team in the country. Mm -hmm. um, You know, that's probably the biggest moment in my playing career, the biggest game that I've ever been a part of, Um, you know, which, you know, you never forget. You know, you never forget. You never forget the journey. You never forget the, you know, the, the, the preparation for it. You never forget the, you know, all the, all the travel and all the, you know, it's just, it's just unreal. You know, and it's hard to explain, but definitely being a, being a part of the NCAA tournament is my, it's my biggest moment.
0: Did Y'all play Duke? Played
2: played uh, Stanford at the time. Stanford mm-hmm. had Josh Children. Um, they had the two twins uh and they had a they had a really good point guard uh, I think at that time they had only lost one game um and so they were rolling you know they were rolling um and you just you really now see the difference between you know high level and mid major basketball when you know they're they're subbing out you know seven footers and bringing bringing in you know six nine six ten you know it's just a different level, you know. So you, you actually get a chance to see, you know, um, you know why they're why they are who they are, you know. But um, definitely one of the the most uh, memorable memories um, that I that I have, you know, playing the game of basketball.
1: What's your coach? Uh, mine comes as a coach. You know, uh, uh, we we're at Welder. Uh, the game to go to state regional finals. Uh, we would three overtimes. Uh, a three overtime game, man, to go to the state tournament. I mean, what more do you have to do, right?
0: Well, um, I mean, the kids. I mean, the
1: kids were probably exhausted. I bet. Oh, kids were exhausted, man. Uh, you're definitely playing off, you know, the energy from the crowd. You know, um, you know, as a coach, you're steady, adjusted. At the end of the game, I feel like I mean, we played two games basically, right? Two games. So you know, you feel like you definitely played as a coach, mentally running sideline. Uh, So just to those kids get through that moment and just show – just work through that adversity and to just show how they believed in the overall goal and just uh, how they bought in and was willing to do whatever it took to be successful and they never quit. Man, as a coach, what more can you ask for, right? What more on the biggest stage that those kids had ever been on, they fought fought for their city, and they got to come out victorious in front of the the whole city. Because when you go to when you're talking one a basketball, the city shuts down. You can go, you can go get all the barbecue sauce you want. I mean, the city shuts down. So you know, for us to really go do that for that for that town, man, and and just to come out victorious and, and to, to punch your ticket to go to the state tournament, I'll never forget that feeling, man. I mean, it's just like you know. I mean, the kid, the, the other team is on the free. Line with no time of the pot. Yeah. Tie game on the free throw line. Misses and looks at the bench and was like, it's over with. And he misses. Yeah, and he misses the free throw.
0: Man.
1: And then one of them, my best player, Don Houston, you know, he comes over and said, I got you, coach. Said, Sit down, I got you. Then we proceeded to, to take the game over and go to the next round. But and just it just making the state tournament, you know, the first game we lost, you know, but just making it. I remember uh, Beasley, Mr. Beasley, we all know him from UIL. I'm sitting there coaching it, and I sit down, and he passes by me during the game. He's like, "Coach, look around, look around you. All these coaches wish wish they could be in your seat right now." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow," he put me in perspective real quick. For sure. And after the game, he told me you're a part of a certain fraternity that coaches coach over 30 to 40 years, they never forget. That. So he said, "Enjoy this moment, man." So I really just you know at that point my mind switched, and I enjoyed the whole journey. That's so so a brilliant work man, you know, I'm part of a, a certain fraternity and uh, we all know we're just competitive. We want to win, win, win. When you lose, I don't care what it is. We saw Jordan gambling, right? Losing. He, did, he wanted to win. We're competitive. Quarters, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, all we are, we're just so in tune of what, at whatever time it, it is and we have to be reminded at certain points that, hey, through adversity uh, we still have success, right? Through losses, you know, we don't lose, we learn. and We yeah. have to uh, hold on to some of them losses as, as W's as well. So.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you guys got any, uh, any advice for any young aspiring coaches, you know, trying to get in the game or you know, what to expect and anything? What would you tell yourself, I guess, as a young, brand-new coach, knowing what you know now?
2: um don't be afraid of uh adjustment man don't be afraid of change you know um you know like we talked about earlier you know um I've talked I talked to a lot of young coaches you know and a lot of young coaches they they're comfortable in where they are as far as just being an assistant um and wanting a head job but not wanting to go get a head job you know um and so don't just be, don't be afraid to jump out there. Don't be afraid to take on a challenge. You know, don't be afraid to, uh, to put yourself in a situation where, um, you know, you, you, you have to perform, you know, as a young person, you know, uh, embrace the challenges, um, bet on yourself, you know, bet on yourself and, um, and good things will come.
1: I think that's important, you know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty fortunate, man. I have a little coaching tree. You know, uh, head coach at O'Connor, Bridge Wasco, that was my old assistant. Uh, coach Jacklitz over at Marshall, you know, definitely helped me out when I, I was at Homes. I feel like he's a part of my coaching tree, just kind of allowed him to be a part of my program. And then uh, uh, my uh, assistant coach, Vargas, over at Homes right now, he's having interviews like crazy to be a head job get to be a head coach he's about to get one his time is coming he's very good um so you know i, I think that you know being a coach you know and, and it, 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 it's our job and our assistants head coaches you know put them in position i think our job to empower them to where it's not my, my program it's our program you know um so the the best advice that i can give to young to, to young coaches is is to be proactive instead of reactive. You know, be proactive instead of react, reactive. Uh, continue to grow, right? Uh, trust the process. Loyalty. Loyalty to who you're with at the time shows a lot about your character and where you're going because at some point, if you're looking to be a head coach, you're going to have an assistant coach.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh,
1: learn what loyalty looks like, right? What you like, what uh, how it plays out. But also, it's about networking. I mean, it really is networking. It's about putting yourself like Chris says, betting on yourself, uh, 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 you know, you never know who's watching, right? So always putting yourself in a great uh, position to where uh, anyone out there is, is seeing your best foot forward, yep. and, uh, you know, and going to the coaching clinics and TABCs and going to, you know, uh, just anything, just grabbing basketball by the hand and just, you know, being drenched with it and trying to be the best you can each and every day.
0: Nice. Yeah, I think That's important, that networking part, I mean, one of my favorite parts about CABC or the state tournament, right, is just talking to everybody and getting to know everybody. And, and you get to learn, even, even if it's not about, at the moment, getting a job, right? It's about making contact with coaches, trying to get to know what they know. And down the road, who knows? I mean, you may have to lean on one of them for a job. Yep, yep. You just never know.
1: I mean, and half the time, whenever, whoever's making the hire, you know, when, um, it comes down it's – like, it's like the Spurs. I got a chance to talk to Coach, um, Mr. Buford over there. and He said we hire people. You know, we don't hire, you know, just because you're winning. We, we, we hire good people and we place you where we want.
0: Yeah.
1: I think everyone gets caught up in those X's and O's times, about your characters, who you are, how you represent yourself, how you communicate. You know, um, those things go way further than X's and O's because we all know there's a million ways to play. There's a million ways, yep. but um, you know, it's the person that can make people believe, who can lead, right? Who, who could be a great leader? Who could be a great, um, a uh, a great person of, like Coach said, being able to to make changes? Who can adjust, right? Uh, not only on the court. I mean, definitely, you know, in the public, you got to be a a public figure, you got interviews, you're on the news, you're on the radio, uh, so you're a walking billboard at all times, you know, uh, we're coming to territory, so you got to know how to handle that. As
0: well. I'm glad you said that too about the X's and O's, and I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, in the interview to have the job I have now, which was granted, I went to high school there, so it's where I wanted to be, and it was, it was, I'm blessed to be there, uh, but they didn't ask anything about X's and O's, nothing about X's and O's, more so about character and community and how would you handle these situations and, and raise these young men? Nothing about how would you break this press or, you know, run this Because, because they already know you're in the room. Yeah. So if you're in
1: the room, get the interview, you're there for Absolutely. right? So that definitely, there. now hold up, my principal, Mr. Harris, you know, he's All-American, on my interview.
0: That's different though, he yeah. Yeah. Different. <laughs> yeah, you're down five on the baseline.
1: <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> um, I'm a coach, expert, Yeah. What are you down five on your baseline? What are you gonna do? You're down by one. Here you go. Go draw it up. My personal would take it to another level. I love <laughs> that guy. Great a great great man.
2: Well my deal came uh a little different, you know, getting the Shadow Creek job, you know, I I would also say, you know, be where your feet are, you know, right now. Um when I was an ass- when I was an assistant at Marble Falls High School, my first high school job The principal that was there at the time was now the superintendent of human resources here at Alvin ISD. And so the job that I was able to do with those kids in that community um, was something that it obviously caught his eye. You know, and so me spending that time and developing and spending that time building those relationships, um, you know, with the people uh, in the community and, you know, within the program, And then it's just something that, you know, what he told me was that he, you know, he, he just liked what he saw. So he followed me, he followed my career. Um, and then when I guess he was able to get this position, you know, that was the first phone call he made, you know? And so, um, again, you know, you go back to, um, you know, what, what, what advice would you give, um, you know, young coaches, it it goes back to just making sure you, you're taking care of business right now, you know, um, you know, not focusing on the next job, but focusing on the job at hand, you know, and like Coach Hall said, you just never know who's watching you. You never know who, you know, who who who's gonna put in a word for you. Um and so being where you are now is very, very important. Yeah. Man, I,
1: I think I'm thinking think- back off that I actually played for Coach Wayne. He's the A D in Northside. Yeah. I played you know, I played for him in high school. So that that relationship for so when I was a high school player, and me going to class every day, getting good grades, staying out of trouble, you know, um, doing the things as a young kid, you know, definitely propelled me as an adult, you know, to say, hey, you know, just like one of our players, you, we all have guys that we we're hired one day, oh, he can work for me,
0: <laughs> you know, his third, his
1: driven, you know, so like coach said, you know, being where your feet are, man, you're you're leaving an impression. You know, and uh, you're making decisions. Even when you aren't making decisions, you're making decisions. That's one big thing I talk about with my guys. When you don't make a
0: decision, you make a
1: decision. Like, you make it. So, you know, um, so I think that's very important as
0: well. This, this just came to my head while you were talking, Dave. Uh, what, would you, what would you tell a guy that maybe interviewed for a job, didn't get it? What advice would you give that guy? I mean, you have to
2: keep trying. I, I've got a guy right now that I played high school ball with that I feel like was uh, he's ready. He's been ready for a, a head coaching job. Um, you know, then again, it's you know, it's um, I feel like you know I'm, I'm a man of faith, and I believe that you know um, if there's a reason why, or, or there's a reason why, or why, or, or why not, you know. And so, um, you know, maybe it's a it's something that um, um, God may have a bigger plan for you. Um, and I give everybody this example, my high school. Now you've got to understand, like, um, I have a family who's a football, it's a football-based family, um, but any success that they've had since the 70s, there's been a president that has been involved. State finalists between, you know, we've had every, every one of my uncles, my cousins have had a chance to go play ball at the next level. Um, and so I feel like, you know, that the tradition, um, of my family at Temple High School, um, you know, it's just, it's unreal. It's unmatched. So I was a finalist for that job two years in a row, you know, and with my family's history, with, with what I did while I was in high school, you know, you would think that, you know, this is the job, you know, this is my job. This is meant for me. Um and I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get the job, you know, and I would always go back and I, and I, and I held a grudge with, with, um, you know, with the school district and I held a grudge with, you know, former coaches and I held that grudge for a while and I just didn't understand, you know, I didn't understand why they would, why they would have me here and not hire me, you know, and, um, and now I'm at Shadow Creek. You know where I was able to build my own program um, and have the, have the success that we're having, and then you look back, you're like, man, there was there was a reason behind that. You know, there's a reason why, you know, I didn't end up at Temple. It's because God said you had a better, I had something better for you. You know, and so, um, so as you as you as you go along this journey, man, you you just have to understand that, you know, um, God's gonna put you in the right situation for you. You know, it, it might not always be what you expect or, or what you or, or, you know, the way you want it to be, uh, but there's always a reason. So to those guys, man, I just tell them, man, look, you know, just keep grinding. You know, when the moment's right, you know, it, it'll happen for you. So that, that, that's my advice to them.
0: Great stuff. Yeah.
1: I, I, and, I mean, to piggyback that, I agree. You know, it's just about timing. Uh, You gotta have faith, you know. Like like you said, I definitely you know believe in God, and I believe everything happens for a reason as well. And uh, you know, it's just one of those things. To whenever you look at the situation, it's like if this is not for me, you know, something is down the road. You know, and you know, we all have a plan, right? We all have a plan. We all have purpose, and I think that um, use those interviews and uh, everything that you are part of as. Experience, you know, definitely used it as an experience, you know, uh, Dave, you know, like you said, he got he didn't get the job for two years in a row or two times in a row at Temple, but he took, you know, that experience from those interviews and looked where he landed, right? So he could definitely just give it up and be like, I'm going to do something, you know, we can all go make more money doing something else, right? But he definitely believed in himself. He believed in the, he had value in himself, believed in uh, his, his skills and in, in stuff and it paid off. Right, so I think when you bet on yourself, like Coach Chris said earlier, when you bet on yourself, you know, you always land on your feet. You know, maybe the timing might not be right on your court, but it'll be timing it on his court. Right. Nice,
0: good stuff. Before we call this one a day, uh, just real quick, uh, looking forward to, to next year. Um, you know what you guys got coming back. I know Jarvin, you guys are moving up to 6A. Uh, just any, any, any kind of goals you got set for you guys right now moving forward for next season? Any plans? Um, you know, we're taking
2: that jump to 6A as well, you know. And, I didn't
0: know that.
2: Yeah, we're taking that jump as well. And so, you know, for us, you know, it, we return just about everybody. Um, the goal doesn't change for us. I mean, we, uh, you know, we feel like we can win at a high level. Um, and so the, the goal stays the same, you know, the focus stays the same. Um, you know, we, we, of course we've got, you know, this virus going on. It's kind of slowing some things down as far as development, um, with some of the younger guys. But, uh, I mean, we're here to work, we're here to work, we're here to compete at a high level. Um, our guys understand that and they know it, you know, they'll come in with high expectations. Uh, they'll embrace the challenge of, uh, moving up to 6A. Um, and just competing at that level. Um, but, you know, it, for us, it's one day at a time. You know, we focus on the things that we can control. Um, you know, I feel like as long as everybody's healthy, um, you know, I, I feel like we'll give ourselves
0: a
1: chance. Yeah, same here. You know, uh, you know, the good thing about me and friends, we see each other everywhere, we prepare our guys to be able to handle whatever situation comes in We're at all the gas holes playing the 6A's. You know, we're into summer leagues and the classics. I mean, we're everywhere. So I, I think that uh, this, this year alone, you know, we played Stevens and Jay and, uh, you know, uh, Love Monterey, we played you know, Griff, you know, guys going to the NBA, you know, whatever. Uh, so, you know, definitely we've already put ourselves in front of guys um, um, at, on that talent kind of level. Uh, now you've got to go do it, right? You've got to go do it. But I think by us having some success this year really – just bought more buy-in, bought more buy-in uh, for, for, for a new program and more of uh, just dedication. But with the whole virus going on, you know, luckily, I mean, we're all going through it, right? So we're all going through it. We're all the same starting point and those type of things. Uh, but I think those who are working the hardest right now with no one's watching, is going to happen You know, the kids that are, are running the miles every day, up the extra shots and working on the ball handling and lifting the weights and I think those are gonna be the teams that are gonna push ahead when you have uh, a group of your guys working right now while nobody else is, you know. Um, so I, I think our, our, our goal definitely doesn't change. Uh, we're familiar with the district already. Luckily I've posted to the district. I know all the coaches, I know you know what's coming. Uh, so it's gonna be a good challenge. You know, like coach said, we just have to take it one day at a time. You know, if you can become 1% better each and every day, you're going to be a good team in the end. Yeah.
0: That's good stuff. Well, I appreciate you guys taking some time out to hang out and talk. Ain't seen you guys in a while. I told David, looks a little scruffy there. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's
2: my quarantine look, man. I can't get to the barbershop. You know, I'm just going to see what it looks like. I got my Popovich going on right now, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Say <Save> on up. <laughs> well, again, I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys stay safe and and healthy during all this quarantine stuff and uh if y'all need something along the way just hit me up same, me. Me. same here thanks for having me no problem man i'll take it easy Bye, bro. Yep. thank you, thank you. There you go. You are. can you hear me now. Yeah. yeah. What's good, bro? Yeah, man, you gotta you need a shade, man. I ain't never seen you with that big scruff on. Quarantine look. <laughs> bringing out my inner pop. Yeah. <laughs> Every time my beard goes, I see more and more gray hair. Yeah, man. It's all over. This.